0: Hello, 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 and welcome to my podcast, That Show Fucked Me Up. It is I, the beautiful, the talented, the funny, your host, Mariel Vizcarra. Cue in the applause. What is up, fucked up fam? We are three episodes into clickbait. Well, I guess right now we're just two and I'm going to go over three. <laughs> Number three today. <laughs> I'm I'm making up shit. But yo, what's up? Uh, let's see. What do I have to say? Oh, yeah. Before we got started, um, noise update. My dad is somehow watching a documentary and playing the guitar at the same time. I really do not know how that works. Like, I guess he's just thumbing through his guitar and paying attention to the documentary i don't know multitasking don't know her never known her i'll never be her but i guess it works for him i was talking to my dad he's bien despistado how do you say despistado in english um dude okay i just think he has add i really really do and i've heard of cases where adults um were just labeled like trouble children growing up and then as adults, they get the diagnosis that they have ADHD or ADD. <laughs> and I uh, absolutely think that's the case with my dad. But I don't know why I went into that <laughs> tangent. I'm out here outing my dad as having ADD undiagnosed. I'm self No, No, self-diagnosing would mean, would mean that I diagnose myself. I am diagnosing another person as a non-professional there you go there you go that makes sense right um personal updates none really um I just ate in and out so that was amazing that was great uh personal story I stopped eating in and out for a long time because the last time I ate it I got food poisoning and honestly I don't think it was like the actual food like The actual food wasn't bad, and I'm just blaming myself at this point because I think I just ate too much too fast, and then I got sick. Can that happen? I think that could happen, but I was, like, seriously sick the whole weekend, and it sucked because it was the weekend that I was going to go to Sacramento. Well, I mean, I did go, but then I was food poisoned the whole weekend. No, but it wasn't food poisoning. It was weird. It was weird, and then I stopped eating it for, like, a year, and a couple months ago, I ate it again after a whole year or more. And today I ate it, and it was good. It was delicious. You know, it's just good old faithful that's never going to fail you or hurt your heart unless you're me in that occasion and are are just overeating and being a pig. But another tangent, growing up, I didn't even know overeating was an eating disorder. Oh, uh, trigger warning, I guess, for eating disorders. Talk about eating disorders. I'm sorry. I need to be better with my trigger warnings. Um, Yeah, I should probably give those at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, just a disclaimer. And I know I already mentioned that if I recommend you shit, I'm going to recommend you shit that's going to get you traumatized. I'm going to recommend you shit that's going to get you triggered. But So that's just a disclaimer. <laughs> Three seasons in, the disclaimer is just coming up. But yeah, who? why were we never taught that overeating was an eating disorder? that's like a genuine thought that I have because we were taught about like anorexia and bulimia because I I guess those are more it's horrible to say it more mainstream I don't know they're just depicted in media more and overeating wasn't really a thing to like well I mean it was a thing but it wasn't depicted as much so later on I was like holy shit overeating or like compulsively eating is an eating disorder and everything just like everything made sense. Everything made sense in the world after that discovery. And I honestly have no fucking clue why I'm talking about this. I'm also eating a masapan just in case y'all were worried, you y'all were preoccupied. If you don't know what a masapan is, I'm going to consider that uh racist. Just kidding. <laughs> a masapan is basically oh and here comes my mom talking in the background i swear this family doesn't care that i'm a podcaster they seriously i don't yeah they just don't care i uh, whatever their laws when i'm rich and famous i'm not gonna pay the bills just kidding i probably still am <laughs> hold <this> child syndrome <laughs> always wanting to take care of my family but that's a good thing right is it a good thing Okay, I know I always do this. I always ramble. But basically, a masa pan it's just powdered peanut butter made into, like, this circular thing. Like a circular shape. And it's delicious. If you don't like masapan, I don't think we could be friends. This one time I was dating a guy. Well, not dating. Dating. Yay! <laughs> Let me not go into specifics. But this guy I was talking to was like, ill. Ew. I hate myself about and I was like That's a hate crime. I just <laughs> Okay, whatever. No more personal updates. My life is boring. We're almost to Christmas. Um It's almost Christmas and honestly, like it doesn't even feel like it, but whatever. Happy holidays, everyone. If you don't celebrate Christmas. But what was I what was I fucking going to say? Yes, podcast updates no podcast updates i'm still i'm still thinking if i should release a christmas episode like a bonus uh, christmas theme or holiday theme episode i don't know if i'm going to have the time i really w- i know which um what show of which episode i want to cover because it it has to do with the theme but i honestly don't know if i'll have the time or the energy hopefully i do hopefully i fucking do but let's see what was i gonna say okay so why am i saying merry christmas when i'm gonna be releasing this episode mid-january i think i don't sorry tv updates uh or movie updates I find I did watch that one movie I mentioned last episode. I said that it was called The Forgotten, but that was wrong. It was called Forgotten. It was re- it was a really fucking good thriller. It ke- it kept me on my fucking toes, on the edge of the fucking couch. It was really good. If you want something that will fuck you up and play games with you and you're never going to know what the next move is, this is a movie for you. And in this podcast the fucked up fam community watches foreign films in their original language with English subtitles or Spanish subtitles. What, whatever fucking kind of subtitles. The point here is that you watch a foreign film in its original language. Period. Point blank. Okay. And if you don't, uh, I don't respect you. <laughs> Just kidding. I know some of your friends do watch them and like they they dub it like the dubbed version. Version, what the fuck is a version? The dubbed version in English, but I guess I respect you a little less, TBH. (laughs) So, yes, watch that podcast recommendations. Oh my fucking god, y'all! I started listening to this podcast called Something Was Wrong. That shit blew my mind, and it's crazy because it's all real life stories that don't like, they're not classified as criminal. They're not classified as, like, um, how do you say it? Like, no technical crime was committed. It's more of shit that horrible people do, like manipulators or, like, people marrying horrible people or finding out their partners were liars and, you know, narcissists and just gaslighting them the whole time. And I think these stories are important to hear as a single woman myself because— when you know just knowing that these type of people are out there and they don't care who they hurt along the way so if you're into true stories of like things that happen i haven't heard a story from a male perspective the ones that i've heard are, are, are women i think i've listened i've listened to a couple i've been binging it for for a couple days now it's really really good it's an audio shuck productions uh the same people that uh brought you crime junkie um, so yeah, give it a listen. Honestly, it's super intriguing. Sometimes I'm like, get out of there, girl. Get out of that relationship ASAP. But honestly, that's, I'm not, I'm not going to be judgmental towards these people. Of course not. I don't know what they're going through. And then also like, um, economic manipulation or just like, making sure someone stays with you because you have all the power in the relationship, it's crazy, it's fucking crazy, it's fucking insane Um, I recommend it 100% so go ahead and give them a listen and let's see what else do I have to recommend, I think that's it, TBH, nothing new uh, up here no, never mind, I did have to talk to y'all about something, so no wait, I already talked about that <laughs> last episode okay i'm tripping out i'm tripping out let's just get started with the episode this is episode three of clickbait and it is called the wife The episode opens up and Sophie and Nick are dancing and they are at this garden party and they look happy and in love. All lovey-dovey and shit. Ew, just kidding. (laughs) All the family is there and they're having a really good cheery old time. Then it cuts back to present day and uh, Detective DeLuca is telling Sophie how they've identified the body in the creek as her husband and Amiri gives, uh, gives her his condolences. Sophie wants to know how it happened. And DeLuca mentions how the medical examiner is still examining the body, but that they do not know there was evidence of, but what they do know is that, that there was evidence of head trauma. Oh my God. My parents just yelling back and forth at each other. Like from one one end of the house to the other. Oh my fucking God. <laughs> Okay. Please, please disregard I love having them here. Don't get me wrong, but they're just yelling at each other back and forth. No care in the world that I'm recording a fucking podcast right now, but it's okay. I didn't tell them. My fault, I guess. Um, so Sophie asks who did it, and then Amiri tells her that they're trying to identify a, per- a person that met up with Nick on March 16, and if that's something that she can assist them with. So... Sophie like nods and Amiri shows her the video from the bar. Sophie silently watches the video and Amiri pauses the video. And DeLuca asks if Nick ever mentioned this attack and if she she has any idea who the other man might be. Sophie says no. And then Amiri shows her one of the pictures from her Facebook where a man is wearing the same jacket with the same logo as the one in the bar video. And Sophie and some other people are also in that picture. Sophie stays quiet, and then Amiri tells her that they found the picture in her social media. Amiri reminds her that this is really imp- that it is really important for her to be honest with them and ask again if she knows who the man in the video is. And Sophie murmurs that is Curtis Hamilton. Se- Sophie says how he is a co- colleague, and um, was a colleague. And we see a flashback scenes of Sophie and Curtis laughing and interacting as she's being interrogated. Amiri asks when was the last time she saw Curtis, and Sophie mentions how he resigned from his teaching position six months ago. DeLuca so asks if she knows why, and uh, like she, he asks why Nick and Curtis would be involved in an alter- altercation like this, and she softly responds, no. And now we're seeing flashback scenes of Nick and Sophie arguing. Amiri wants to know what was the nature of Sophie and Curtis's relationship, And uh, she says that they were co-workers slash friends. Cut to Sophie being driven home as she's staring at a picture of her and Nick. She gets home and the reporters are already all around her. And she ignores them as she walks inside. And Ruby is there to hug and console her daughter. Sophie walks in takes off her shoes and when she walks into the living room Andrea, Ethan and Kai are all there and they're saying how the grandma's took away their phones and they want to know why no one is telling them what is going on. Sophie just tells them that they will talk about it and she asks her sons to go sit down with her. Shakily, Sophie tells them that their dad is not coming home. Kai asks if he is dead and Sophie says, "Yeah." And, and- Andrea lets out a "No." but walks away. Ethan asks if they know who did it and Sophie tells him not yet and that the police will find him. Ethan is trying not to cry but obviously he's crying and Kai just says I'm gonna kill him. I'm going to get a knife and slit his throat. Sophie just tells him no baby. Kai has tears in his eye and Ethan is full-on sobbing at this point and he runs upstairs to his bedroom as uh, Sophie consoles Kai. Next, Pia is at the station and Amiri approaches her. Pia wants to go see Nick, but Amiri explains uh, how Nick was taken to the coroner's office. And Pia's like, okay, then take me there. And Amiri just tells her that they won't let her see him there either. Pia begins to cry and Amiri tells her that this is an ongoing investigation and that he is sorry. Pia says, so my brother's body is just evidence, okay, and leaves. Back at the Brewer house, uh, Sophie's coming downstairs and her mom is pouring herself and Sophie some wine. Ruby asks how is doing and Sophie just tells her that he's asleep. Sophie approaches Ruby and tells her that the police think that Curtis killed Nick and how he met up with Nick a few weeks ago. Ruby is shocked that they met up and Sophie lets her mom know that she had no idea. And Ruby asks if she thinks uh, Curtis could have done it and Sophie's like, why would he? And Ruby just says, Sophie, you know why. Then we get a flashback of Sophie in a car with Curtis and Curtis is caressing her face. And then Ruby wants to know what she told the police. And Sophie tells her that she panicked and she just said that Curtis was a friend and how she knows that it was stupid. Ruby tells her not to say anything more because they will judge her. And Ruby just asks, what if Curtis did? No. And then uh, Sophie just asks Ruby, what if Curtis did this, mom? then it's my fault. And Ruby just tells her that it's not and hugs her daughter. Then they hear a noise in the backyard and Ruby just says if that's a reporter she's go- that she's going to mace them. The- then the back gate opens and Pia walks in and into the house and Ruby asks her what the hell she was doing and Pia just says that she parked far away to avoid the parasites in the front. Ruby says, "We don't we don't need histrionics right now the boys are asleep and damn i had to look up that word because histrionics i've never heard that before i mean i kind of assumed what it was and it was it was correctly but according to our our iconic definition side urban dictionary urban dictionary it means excessively dramatic attention loving i mean ruby how are you gonna tell a woman that just lost her brother not to be dramatic (laughs) It makes no sense to me. Let her be dramatic if she wants. And Pia is obviously upset upset by this and yells out, excuse me, and pours herself a big glass of wine and takes a sip. Uh, Sophie reminds her to breathe, and Pia just tells her that they didn't even let her see her own brother's body. Pia wants to know if if Sophie saw him, and she says no. And Pia is like, then how do they know it's really him? They could have made this terrible mistake. But Sophie lets her know that it was not a mistake and that they showed her pictures. Pia asks Sophie if she can sleep there tonight and she says, of course. And Pia tells her that she will sleep in the same room as her mom. And as Pia walks away, Sophie notices that she did not take off her shoes when she came into the house and the floor is covered in mud stains cut to a flashback and nick is giving giving a speech in their anniversary party so it, it was the scene that we saw at the beginning that party with everyone where everyone looked so happy and in love and nick is saying how sophie changed his life for the better and that she makes him happier than he has ever been or deserves and then they kiss sophie uh, looks sad even though it should have been a happy moment Sophie's about to go to sleep but then she remembers the dirty floor and she starts uh, mopping it and then she gets another flashback of her anniversary party and one of her friends is saying how her husband is totally fuckable and all the other friends are like she knows that already or we all know that and they giggle the power that Sophie has knowing that all her friends think her husband is hot slash fuckable. Uh, they asked Sophie if Nick was her first. And Sophie mentions a boy in the 10th grade and how she got to second base with him. And then another friend is like, so that means Nick is the only man you've ever slept with. And another woman is like, leave her alone. It's her anniversary party. And then Sophie gets a text from C.H. Curtis Hamilton that says, I can't stop thinking about you. Mm -hmm. And her anniversary party, the audacity. Uh, back in present day, Sophie goes to her phone and sends a text that says, I need to see you. And then we see her leaving her house the same way that Pia came in. And she calls herself the lift, product placement. And then we see Curtis opening the door to his house apartment when Sophie gets there. Sophie is like, hello, Curtis, and ask him when he moved. And Curtis mentioned how he's looking after this place for his friend. And let me t- let me tell you, curtis is fine like fine with a capital f of finger licking good this man mm, 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 mm. the flavors are just melting in my mouth (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so i'm 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 sorry (laughs) i don't know what the fuck else to say But at this point, Curtis apologizes for her loss and how he had been wanting to reach out after he heard the news, but he just wasn't sure how to. Sophie interrupts him and asks why he met up with Nick and not to lie to her because she knows he did. And Curtis tells her that Nick messaged him because he wanted to know what happened between him and Sophie. Every little detail. How it started, how often they met, and how many times they... Curtis says that Nick just sat there and listened calmly and that it was a weird-ass kind of calm. And once he got up to leave, Nick attacked him, and then Sophie remembers the bar footage where, where we can clearly see that Curtis threw the first punch, but Curtis stands by his word that Nick attacked him. And again, my mom just yelling out, mm i might to have to have a serious talk with my parents. Sad. <laughs> Sophie asked so the only time you met with him was at that bar you haven't seen him since and then Curtis kind of realizes what Sophie's doing there and he asks her what he like what are you doing here and if she thinks that he killed her husband he starts approaching her and it's kind of intimidating but sexy at the same time like I don't know how to explain it i you know what i mean you know that like that like um like that confident but kind of scary type of walk. Ah, Never mind. Never mind. Disregard. (laughs) Sophie remains calm and tells him that the police have security footage of the fight in the bar and how they showed it to her And not to lie about Nick attacking him first when he was the one to uh, throw the punch. And Curtis just asks, why are you talking to the police about me? Hmm. And then there's heart knocking on Curtis's front door and Sophie gasps. And guess who it is? It's Oakland fucking PD and how they have a warrant to search the premises. Curtis opens the door and it's DeLuca and Amiri. Oh my God, how fucking embarrassing. And how they have a warrant to seize electronic devices. So not to search the phone, just electronic devices. And Amiri and DeLuca walk in and then Amiri notices Sophie and it's like Mrs. Brewer. DeLuca grabs a phone and asks if it's Curtis's and just takes it. And this angers Curtis and they have to hold him down and he starts resisting. And then DeLuca arrests, uh, arrests uh, Curtis for obstruction. Sophie confronts Amiri and is like, you followed me here. And Amiri just tells her that she lied to them and how they're going, ha- they're going to have to take her in for questioning. We see the police put Curtis inside the cop car and there are already people. They're taking video of them with their phone. Then we're at this police station and Amiri gets Sophie some coffee and then Alice, Sophie's neighbor slash friend, uh, we saw her at that one scene at the house, gets to the station and says that she will be acting as Sophie's attorney and hugs Sophie. We get a flashback and Nick is telling Sophie how he wishes he wouldn't have to go to LA the next morning and how he's going to be a zombie with just four hours of sleep and Sophie doesn't respond and Nick notices like the tension in the air and and he like he calls her attention uh cut back to the station Sophie's being asked why she lied about her relationship with Curtis Hamilton Alice tells her that she's not required to answer that then they ask why she what she was doing in Curtis's apartment and Sophie just says that she needed to find out for herself if he was involved in Nick's death and DeLuca asks was he and Sophie just says I don't know Alice advises Sophie to not say anything else but Sophie just tells her that it's fine and for the detectives to just ask their questions okay if it's fine then why are you asking your friend to represent you I I don't get it you made her get up in the middle of the night and now you're still going against what she's telling you to do doesn't make sense uh and then we're back in the in the flashback Nick uh, where Nick had been packing to go to LA and Sophie's just sitting down in her bed and Nick wants to know what is wrong and how she has been acting weird all day. He asks if the boys are okay and Sophie just says, I slept with someone else. He was a teacher at Belfour, the school she teaches at. And Nick asks if she's joking and to please tell her she is joking. Back at the station, Sophie says, we were having an affair and how she did not mean for anything serious to happen. And DeLuca asks, what she means by serious. Am- Amiri interjects and asks who initiated the relationship. And she says how it was her. And she was also the one that ended things and that he was angry by her decision to stop the affair. Amiri wants to know if he threatened her and Sophie just says no. And then uh, he asks if he threatened Nick and she says, Not that I'm aware of. Amiri asks if she thinks that Curtis was in love with her, and she says yes, and that is why she had to end things. Back to Sophie telling Nick about the affair. Nick is wanting to know how long this affair has been going on. And Sophie's just telling him that it's over and that is all that matters. Nick asks again how long, and Sophie responds, three months. Then Nick asks her, Did you like fucking him? Was it good? Tell me that it was good because then it will all be then it it will be worth all of this. Damn, dude, those those fucking questions look i swear man's egos are so small and the only thing they're worried about is if uh you know the like when they get cheated okay let me see if i could word this correctly. <laughs> no i think that's sexist I, i'm like thinking of how to word it it's like the thing that hurts their ego the most it's not only that they got cheated on you know and like his wife slept with someone else in this case but he's like was he better than me oh oh if you want to hurt a man just kidding do not take advice from me i've said it a million times before do not take advice from me but if you want to hurt a man if you want to hurt them hit them hit them where it hurts If you know what I mean. Uh, (laughs) We're uh, back at the station and Mary says that Sophie said that the last time she saw Curtis was when he resigned from the school they both taught at. And Mary wants to know if there was no other forms of communication, phone call, text, email. And Sophie mentions how there was a phone call the day after he resigned and how she did not answer it and blocked his number. DeLuca then asks out the, uh, an out-of-the-blue question about if Nick ever abused her and if she had to defend herself, and Sophie says no. And DeLuca digs deeper, not even after your affair. He must have been pretty upset. And Sophie asks if he thinks that she and Curtis uh, were in on killing Nick together. And Alice just tells him to stop the interview right now. And DeLuca asks Sophie, were you? Sophie tells him that if she wasn't happy in her marriage, she would have left. And then Deluca asks her a very, very valid question, in my opinion, probably one of the few things I'm in agreement with uh, with Deluca because I don't like him. Uh, He asks, "If you were happy in your marriage, why did you have an affair?" That is the million-dollar question. That is the one thousand. No, one million (laughs) is. One million is bigger than one thousand. That is a million dollar question that I ask myself every time I hear someone cheats, but then they don't want to break up with their partner. Like, bro, if you want to fuck someone else so bad, it's literally as easy as just breaking up with that person, you know? But no, it's not that easy because there are so many other things, but... We are not going to go into cheating right now. We are, not, that's what we're not going to do. <laughs> At this point, Alice stops the interrogation and she yells out enough and how it is three in the morning and she's uh, taking her client home. We then see flashbacks and you could tell that Nick was heartbroken and angry about the information that he had just been made aware of. But then, of course, of course they start kissing so in the flashback sophie and nick after she just told them that he had that she had an affair they start kissing and then they have angry sex right after she broke the news i'm telling you he's just trying to prove that his dick game is better than curtis's because that's all that he cared about like did you like fucking him was it better was it good and now he's like gonna prove it that he is better men are simple men are simple simple creatures that is all i have to say (laughs) was it a little bit toxic yes was it hot yes squared As DeLuca and Amiri are walking Sophie and Alice out, DeLuca says that they would advise no further communication with Curtis Hamilton, and Alice asks them if her client is being accused of anything. And DeLuca just mentions how right now Curtis is their primary suspect because they found evidence in his computer that he was tracking Nick's movements, monitoring, 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 monitoring. I think it's the second one. Uh, take a shot. <laughs> take like three shots for that one. His social media accounts and basically cyber stalking Nick. DeLuca addresses Sophie and basically tells her that if she withholds evidence again, they will press charges and DeLuca walks away. Amiri says that he will take them back to, like, to the back door and Sophie wants to know what will happen to Curtis and Amiri says that if there is enough evidence, he'll be charged with homicide and in which case uh, she will have to testify about the relationship. Sophie is scared by this and asks in public and Amiri is pretty honest with her and basically tells her that the press, media, lawyers will destroy her and her reputation and then Amiri walks them out. We then see Sophie sneaking back in the same way that Pia came in earlier and Pia is waiting for her and scares the shit out of her as she asks, where were you? Sophie lies and tells her that she went out for a walk and now she needs some sleep, so good night. And Pia tells her that Matt texted her and how there's going to be a memorial for Nick at the sports center where he worked tomorrow. And Sophie asks, so soon? Which is a weird thing to say. And Pia goes on that with everything that is being said about Nick online, uh, his students want to honor him. And Sophie just walks inside and we see her get in bed and stare at the picture of her and Nick in her nightstand it's the next morning and Sophie's getting up and she goes in to check on Kai and he's watching cartoons on his tablet and Sophie tells him to take a little break and she asks how he's doing and he does not respond and then Kai asks you and Sophie is like same Sophie goes out to look out the window uh, at the reporters and sees them lingering and a woman in a dress just standing by her car like a little farther away from the reporters is also there and she she looks really out of place like, sh- like she is definitely not a reporter. Uh, Kai asks his mom why the people outside their, ho- their house care so much about Nick if he was not even their dad. Then we see Sophie coming down the stairs and Ethan is seeing a YouTube video. And the YouTuber is saying how one of her followers just sent her a video from this source that shows a man getting arrested as part of the Nick Brewer murder. Ethan yells out to everyone that they arrested someone and Sophie goes over quickly and Ethan recognizes him as Mr. Hamilton from school. Sophie like tries to close the laptop and tells him to put it away and Pia is also there and she tells Sophie that she wants to see it and she wants to know what her problem is. Pia continues watching and then she starts reading the, com- the comments under the video and they're saying how the man was just taking in for questioning. Ethan is confused as to why Mr. Hamilton would want to hurt his dad and Ruby starts to explain how the police question a lot of people but that is when Ethan kind of gets upset because he mentions that he is the one in handcuffs and that his dad is dead so that is super sketch. Sophie tells Ethan that she does not want him or Kai to leave the house because it could be dangerous and then Pia very seriously asks if she could if she can talk to Sophie. Pia goes into the next room, and Sophie walks in after her and closes the door. Pia looks angry, and she asks Sophie if she was at the police station last night. And Sophie confirms that she was, and Pia asks if it was because of that guy. Sophie does not respond, and Pia asks her to look at her, and if she was fucking the guy that got arrested. Sophie doesn't respond, but she can tell... But, but she can tell... Um, but Pia can tell that Sophie was fucking curtis and sophie says that it was a mistake pia's like you forget someone's birthday that's a mistake you don't fuck someone else by mistake and she's practically yelling at this point and sophie asked her to keep her voice down pia starts connecting the dots and that 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 The affair was the reason why Nick left her a voicemail saying that he wanted to talk to her about stuff and that things had been going on. And that is why Nick had gotten all weird with her and closed off. Sophie tells her that they were working through it and how Sophie had come clean about everything. And Pia tells her that Nick loved her so much and that he would never like have gotten over it. And Sophie just says that nothing Pia Tells her will make her feel worse than how she's currently feeling. Then Pia asks her if the man she was fucking killed her brother. Sophie says that she does not know. And Pia responds that if he did kill Nick, that it is on her because of her. And Pia storms off. And when Pia opens the door to leave the room, Ethan is standing right outside. <laughs> Sophie notices Ethan and she she like tries to explain everything. But Ethan does not want to hear it and he just gets his skateboard and leaves. And this is one of the first times I see Sophie lose her cool because she yells at her mom because she did not tell her that Ethan was right outside the door. And Ruby says that she will call him, but Sophie just lets her know that she wants to go after him. Sophie goes outside and of course all the reporters surround the car and at this point, Ruby grabs the hose and starts hosing them down so that they can clear the driveway so that Sophie can drive out. Sophie is driving and leaving Ethan voicemails, and she sees some skateboarders, and she goes to check out the skate park. She parks, gets down, and starts showing uh, the guys there pictures of Ethan, but no one has seen him. She calls back home and asks someone to ask Kai to, find the, to use the Find My Fam app to see if they can locate um, Ethan. And then she notices a lady in a dress that had been outside of her house had followed her to the skate park. And, of course, the doorbell just rang so rude and so nasty of whoever is outside the door. Okay, it was my tia Elba at the door. uh, So I forgive her. And I don't think it was rude. And um, I forgive her for bringing the doorbell because I love her. (laughs) Um. So Sophie approaches her and asks why she followed her there and what she was doing. The lady gets back inside her car like she looks fucking scared and is about to drive away. But Sophie gets right in front of the car to stop it. Sophie asks if she's a journalist and uh, she is not. So she wants to know what she's doing there. And she just says that she wanted to talk. The lady is like, hi,
1: like super
0: awkward. (laughs) Like she doesn't know what to say. She literally just said hi. It, like, pauses and then introduces herself as Emma Beasley and tells Sophie that she had been in a relationship with Nick. Dun-dun! That they had met in a dating uh, site called Too Smitten and that he was calling himself by a different name, a.k.a. Danny Walters. Sophie is like, so you met my husband in a, some hookup app? And she says that it was way more than just a hookup. Sophie calls it bullshit and how her husband would never be in one of those apps. And Emma tells her that it is the truth and that she did not want to be the one to tell her, but that she had come to like went there. And this catches Sophie's attention. And she asks Emma where she's from. And Emma responds that she's from L.A. And that she had met Nick, a.k.a. Daniel, back in September. And Sophie notices that September was six months ago, six months ago when she broke up her affair with Curtis. Emma is like, if you ever want to contact me, here's my number. And Sophie asks why she would ever want to talk to her again. And Emma tells her that she did not mean to upset her. And she just wanted Sophie to hear it from her and not the police. And Sophie tells her that she, that she, she told her to absolve herself of any guilt. And Sophie just uh, basically tells Emma to choke, choke. She tells Emma to choke on her guilt. I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm really bad with my, with my, you know what I mean with my sh and my ch. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) So she just tells her choke on that, you know, like in that guilt that you're carrying because you were dating a married man. Sophie gets back inside her car and starts freaking out and crying, and then she remembers how her friend told her that her husband was totally fuckable. She gets a call, and then it cuts to Ethan watching a video of some YouTuber in his phone talking about how obviously this is a revenge killing, but the real question is, who did Nick Brewer kill? Uh, Pia opens the door, and Sophie is there. Ethan Ethan asks Pia, you told her? And Pia reminds Ethan that Sophie is still his mom, and Ethan is like, fine, whatever. Sophie tells him that he's coming home, and Ethan asks Pia if he can stay with her, but Sophie tells him that he does not get to choose Uh, And Ethan challenges her and asks if she's going to drag him out of there. Pia begins to say that Ethan can stay. And so Sophie just says, no, Pia. And Pia tells him to listen to his mother and that she will see him in a couple of hours at the memorial. Sophie asks Ethan to wait for her in the living room and closes the door to the room. And she begins to tell Pia about Emma and how she was having an affair with Nick. Pia calls bullshit on this too, and Sophie tells her that she thought the same thing, but that Emma is from LA, and Nick had been traveling there every few weeks, and that she said that their relationship relationship started right after Sophie told Nick about the affair. Pia is still not convinced convinced, and asks Sophie she thinks that this Nick that this was Nick's way of getting back at her or that Emma might just be this weird cycle looking for attention. And Sophie explains how they met in this dating app and how Nick had been using a different name. Pia asked Sophie if she had seen the profile, and Sophie says no. And Pia just tells her that the only way they will know uh, if she's telling the truth is uh, by downloading the app and looking up the name Danny Walters, and she does do that. The name comes out. As a, as a profile and pia tells her that she has someone that can look it up to see if it was really um you know nick's profile we then see sophie and ethan driving home and it is silent and awkward i mean of course what do you tell your son after he has found out that you cheated on his now dead dad honestly the trauma they get home and Kaya's like, you're so dead to Ethan for like running away. But they start arguing. Sophie and Ruby intervene. And Sophie's like, not, no fighting. Not today. Sophie tells Ethan to go get dressed because they need to go soon and tells Kai to go put on his tie. Sophie gets Nick's laptop and starts looking up Emma Beastly like everywhere, like in his emails, his social media stuff. But she does not show up. Then uh, Ruby's watching TV, so there's an update on the case and how a man was taken into custody was released today and how the police sources says that he's an ex-colleague of Sophie Brewer. And then in the TV, they have a picture of Sophie connected to both a picture of Nick and a picture of Curtis. Mm -mm. So they're basically just telling the whole world that Sophie was having an affair without actually spelling it out. Sophie tells her mom to turn all the TV and then it cuts to Sophie and Ruby alone and Sophie's telling her mom how she never judged her. How all the time she knew she was never judgmental about her affair and Ruby's like well not to your face and they chuckle. Sophie confesses that she does not know why she did it. How maybe she just wanted to tear their house down and Curtis was fun and exciting. Ruby stops her and tells her that life is messy and that she needs to stop being so hard on herself we see the whole family leaving the house to go to the memorial and of course the reporters are there as always and they're screaming uh how they know about the affair but they just you know they get inside the car without a comment and drive off amiri is telling sophie how they stationed police at all entrances to keep out the press and she thanks him sophie's like curtis hamilton is no longer a suspect right and Amiri tells her that they found security footage showing that Curtis was in San Francisco at the time of Nick's abduction slash murder, so it supported his alibi, meaning that he could not have done it. Sophie asks, "So my husband's killer? So my husband's killer is still out there?" And Amiri responds that that is why they're taking every precaution. Sophie gets concerned by this comment and asks. Uh, if they think that he could be there like at the memorial and he tells her that it's not uncommon for perpetrators to attend a function like this to witness firsthand the havoc the havoc the havoc that they created take a shot i'm telling you oh my goodness <laughs> sophie and the family walk uh into the auditorium where the memorial is being held and there is a hush when people realize that they're there everyone is just staring and then they approach Nick's receptionist Donnie who we already met and she hugs Sophie and hugs Kai and she tells them how sorry she is and how she has not stopped crying and Donnie introduces Sophie to one of the star volleyball players and tells Sophie how she wanted to meet her the volleyball player Jenny approaches Sophie and Sophie thanks her for like being there and Jenny begins to tell Sophie something about Nick saying how he was really close to some of the girls But before she's able to finish, Matt Alden interrupts them and hugs Sophie and he tells Jenny that the rest of the team was looking for her. Then he takes Sophie to her seat. One of the other receptionists that works with Donnie just straight up mad dogs Sophie as she walks by and Sophie notices this and asks Matt what was that about. Matt tries to play it off cool, just tells her that Nick was loved by everyone and that the people are struggling with his death. Sophie asks Matt what the cards that Nick was holding meant and ask if anything ever happened with the student but Matt reassures her that nothing ever happened and he, that he does not know what the cards meant Pia's geeky friend Vince uh, gets to the memorial thing and the officer in the entrance does not want to let him in and he calls Pia over and Pia vouches for him saying that she knows him Pia asks Vince if he found something, and he lets her know that he wanted to first apologize for the other day at the port and how he just wanted to help. So, you know, remember how uh, Vince was there the, the time that they got the first sighting of Nick, but it was just that, like, mannequin with Nick's face? So he apologizes for that. And Pia tells him that it's not his fault and how it's not like he invented the app or anything. And Vince is like, actually... <laughs> I adapted it from a Chinese app used for spotting giant pandas. Pia's like, I cannot deal with this right now, and asked what he found, and he shows his phone to Pia. We then see Sophie sitting down in the front row of the memorial, and Andrea is sitting on the other side of Pia, and she just glares at her. Matt gets to the front of the stadium, or the podium. I don't know, he's just the just front addressing everyone and starts his speech saying how he would say that it was nice to see everyone, but it really isn't due to the fact that a terrible crime had to happen for them to be all together. And uh, he kind of references how everyone is still in shock, but how they're not there to talk about how Nick died, but more about how he lived and how he was a great person, loyal and inspiring. How moving forward without him is not going to be easy for any of them, but how they're not a. Uh, Al- alone, and that they have each other. We also see a heartfelt moment with Pia and Andrea as Pia reaches over to hold her mom's hand as a way to comfort her. Oh, I was able to pronounce comfort. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> as Matt is speaking, uh, Sophie starts getting flashbacks of herself with Nick. They're happy. their happy moments at their anniversary party. They're not so happy moments when Sophie told him about the affair, and then flashbacks of him holding the signs it all becomes too much for Sophie so she just gets up and starts walking away and then the lady that had glared at her uh the one the other receptionist she just tells Sophie as she walks by shame on you and Sophie stops right in her tracks and is like what did you say and she repeats herself I said shame on you and Sophie was carrying a glass of water and she splashes the water in her and tells her go to hell and Sophie immediately regrets doing this but you know Uh, Amiri approaches her, asks her what happened, and Ethan is just telling her, "Let's go home. Let's go home." Uh, We then see Pia and her. Sorry, we then see Sophie in her room, removing her earrings and makeup, and then we see her sitting down with Pia uh, to drink some wine. And Sophie asks her what she found. Pia just says that Emma might have been telling the truth, and how Vince was able to retrieve the profile from the dating app. Pia shows her the profile, and as she is scrolling through the picture, she sees one where she knows she had been there with Nick uh, at the time the picture was taken. Pia tells her to look at the date uh, when the profile was created, and it was two years ago. So long before her affair with Curtis uh, started, and Pia just apologizes to Sophie. Sophie excuses herself and goes up to her room, and she finds the picture that she noticed in the dating profile And uh, she realizes that it's the same picture she had taken with Nick. But Nick had photoshopped her off of it. Sophie just begins to cry. Basically, she sobs as she holds the picture. And she gets flashbacks again of when the picture was taken. And she had told Nick she loved him and he had forgiven her for cheating. But at the same time, she gets flashbacks of Emma telling her that she and Nick had been in love. End of episode. Alright, fucked up fam. You already know the drill. I just drank like three glasses of wine. I'm a little tipsy, not gonna lie. I'm feeling it. Uh, Actually, the wine that I drank was really, really good. It's called... 19 crimes i think my mom bought it at aldi do i steal my parents alcohol even though i'm 26 years old yes i do yes i fucking do and what are you gonna do about it nothing exactly um so yeah i'm ready to fucking talk i'm ready to go off the words are just gonna flow out of me so effortlessly that's what wine does alcohol courage hashtag (laughs) have you ever seen uh, i don't know if my followers my followers my listeners know who Nyurka is but honestly she's a Latina icon in just in Latin America but she was just trying to say hashtag uh but she said hashtag (laughs) oh there's my mom screaming at the dog I mean you should expect by now background noise of like either my dogs barking or my parents just yelling at each other from across the house or my sister showering and playing music and singing you should expect that by now I mean it's part of the experiencing uh, it's part of the experience of listening to that show fuck me up and I'm going to be completely honest. I think I drank a little too much. So let's just try to get through these segments. Let's try to end the episode on a high note because this episode was, again, depressing as shit, just like the other one. But like the title says, we're here for shows that fuck us up. And that's what I'm going to deliver. So starting with that shit's traumatizing. Um, Sophie having to tell Ethan and Kai that their father is dead. The trauma, get these kids into therapy ASAP. Um, and just the fact that not only did he so Nick didn't die of natural causes, he was literally kidnapped, exploited over a video, and then murdered. So I feel like there's different types of trauma, obviously. Obviously, I mean I'm not a therapist, but I'll give you some advice. I'll give you some therapy, I'll listen to your problems. But I feel like just the thought of knowing that your father died in a horrible traumatic way like the impact that will have to you and your growth and to you when you become an adult Mm, not great literally traumatizing so there's that and okay why didn't anyone tell Andrea before the kids were told like I feel like Andrea found out about this at the same time that Ethan and Kai found out Uh, I please please This woman should have been told that her son was dead before uh, her grandsons learned about it. That's just how I think. That's just, it's kind of like, I guess it's, it's not a type of respect. I don't even know how to say it. And I think I'm rambling and I'm really hot right now because of the wine. That's what wine does to you but i just feel like andrea should have known that her son was dead uh before her grandsons and i already repeated that holy fucking shit this is gonna be tough this is gonna be tough but we're gonna get through it together fucked up fam that's what we're gonna do mama didn't raise no pussy she raised a boss ass bitch yes she did yes she fucking did um moving on so not only Did Ethan just find out that his father was murdered, but, but he found out that his mom had cheated on his dad. And now it's a thousand times worse because now his dad, his dad is dead. His dad is dead. (laughs) It's a thousand times worse because, you know, he... Is kind of going to blame his mom. And we can see that. like He hears the information. And he runs off. And he makes this dramatic thing. Of like going with Pia. But I think that Pia did the right thing. By calling Sophie. And just making sure that she knows. That Ethan is safe. And Ethan was with her. Um, so I feel like Pia was being super responsible. At the time. But again. The trauma. And oh my god and Sophie was cheating on Nick with her coworker word of fucking advice do not and do not mix business and pleasure do not hook up with your coworkers it does not bring anything good into your life it doesn't um I think it's cool to have crushes on co-workers like that's cool but that it never leads to anything else like a platonic kind of love or a platonic kind of relationship because you shouldn't cross those barriers uh, or like those um what is it called what is it called uh those what's another word a word for jobs I'm having an existential crisis. I don't know what that word is, but besides the point, irrelevant. Let's move on. I'm like that's Some more. I feel like more traumatizing shit happened this episode. Oh wait, 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 wait. Uh, I, I know. Okay, yes, I took more notes. Um, if you're hearing me flipping through a notebook, uh, yes, I am. But. Okay. yes, I have one more note about something that that was traumatizing in this episode. In the end of the episode, Sophie goes up to her room and she looks at that picture of her and uh, Nick together. And then she realizes that her husband, who she loved and who had forgiven her for cheating on him had used a picture of them together and photoshopped herself uh, or photoshopped her out of it and used it on his fucking dating site the audacity and just knowing that this dating site was created two years before Sophie even had the thought to cheat on Nick fucked up super fucked up traumatizing yes uh is Sophie gonna need therapy uh yes, like I said, she should be already be in therapy, uh because every adult should be in therapy to get past their trauma because every adult has a type of trauma, uh, regardless of their upbringing or not. Uh yes, so in this week's episode, we're gonna try to um heal every children's trauma. <laughs> Just kidding. I feel like I'm talking super fast. I think I am, and my throat is really dry. But that's okay. We're going to power through it. This is uh, the nitty-gritty of having your own podcast and being the only host and just trying. I'm literally recording this on Wednesday night. And I have to, you know, fucking publish this episode by midnight. So we're good. We're okay. There's obviously not going to be any editing done. So... (laughs) you're just going to hear me rant about my thoughts for like 10 15 minutes which is fine. This is what you you are all here for, right? Yeah, this is what you love. This is what you're used to. Expect this. Uh expect this kind of content every single time. Um but yes, moving on to our second segment. That shit's heartwarming. Um The memorial was pretty heartwarming to me uh, before everything went down the fucking drain. Uh, But just like not what happened during the memorial, but just that it happened and people mobilized it so fast. And it was right after they announced uh, Nick's death. And you could tell that a lot of people cared and loved him because we're only seeing what's going on online you know we're only seeing the bad comments we're only seeing what the reporters are saying we're only seeing the bad side of the coin Uh, but in this memorial we could see that Nick was truly loved and that he was a good person to some people you know so I feel like this was uh this was pretty heartwarming to me another thing and this also happened during the memorial Andrea reaching out to hold Pia's hand, I feel like there's some character development here because from the first episode, we know that Pia and Andrea do not have the greatest relationship. We know that Nick is the mama's boy. We know that Nick is the uh, golden child and Pia is the crazy child and that they clash and that they don't see things the same way and that Andrea... Uh, expects more of Pia and Pia always feels like she's disappointing her mom so I feel like right now there's some growth in the relationship because they literally only have each other now they Andrea's single Pia doesn't have a family she's not married she doesn't have a boyfriend uh Nick was both of their anchor like he held it down for them. And now that he's gone, they're gonna have to find some comfort. Yes, I pronounced it right. You know what? Take two shots for uh because I pronounced comfort right. Yes, we're all we're I'm gonna switch it around on you now. Not only are you gonna take shots when I mispronounce shit, but you're also gonna take shots when I pronounce things correct correctly. Oh my god, that I had previously mispronounced in other episodes. <laughs> I'm slurring my words oh my god again this is not an ad because who because this is a brand new podcast and obviously we're not getting brand uh, like wine deals but 19 crimes that wine hit that that wine went straight to the beep just kidding (laughs) um what else uh let's see okay I think that's it for my heartwarming section because, again, these episodes, not a lot of heartwarming stuff goes on on them. Uh, Mostly traumatizing, mostly fucked up shit. Uh, uh, Let's see. Curtis is fucking hot. My girl Sophie has a bomb ass husband and now has a bomb ass side piece. I want to know what her secret is. Uh, Because she's living the best of both worlds. Sophie's out here being Hannah Montana. And I'm here for it. I support women's rights and also women's wrongs. (laughs) And that's not an original. I think I saw that on a TikTok or something. (laughs) Um, But even though I just said that, I know that during the episode, I mentioned that I was not going to go into cheating. But since, you know, I got a little alcohol in my system, I feel I'm feeling a little courageous. I'm going to do it. Why cheat? In this week's episode, Marielle is going to uh, figure out why people cheat on their spouses. Uh, no, but really, like, is it because of the excitement? Because if you truly love a person and you have a life with them and it's a good life. And they've they've given everything you, you wanted. Is it what's lacking? I've never been in a serious relationship, so it's not like I could answer that question. But I would love to know your perspectives. And maybe I'll post like a Netflix poll or something. Why do people cheat on their loving spouses? Is it just like a... Like, uh, they're lacking something, like, some excitement in their life. Their their life uh, gets too repetitive, like, the same thing over and over again. Or is it more of, like, a carnal desire, like, oh, all humans are animals and, and sex with other people is normal. And, I, like, I'm really trying to understand why Sophie would cheat on her picture-fucking-perfect husband who literally adored her. Like, I, I don't get it. Like, is it just like some eye candy came, came a, along that made you feel like, like, wanted? I don't know. I really don't fucking know. But that scene of Nick uh, and Sophie just having sex after Nick found out that Sophie had literally cheated on him. I already went into it during the episode, but again, men are so simple. Men are simple, simple creatures. Just don't tell them that you liked having sex with another person, and I think uh, they'll be happy forever. Just kidding. They won't. They'll probably cheat on you. <laughs> but that's a conversation for another time. And I thought about this earlier earlier. And I kind of want to start a new segment. Wow, growth in the podcast? Can you believe that? Yes, you can. Because that is what we're here for. So I really liked the line in this episode that was delivered by Sophie. And it made her sound like such a fucking savage, which I love. So this is kind of like a, like a proposal. How do you guys think? Or how, how, what do you guys think of Savage of the Week? A segment. Because for this week, I'm going to give it to Sophie. My girl was having two man, two mans. Uh, she literally told Emma to go choke on her fucking guilt. She doesn't care if she chokes on that guilt. That's a line that I liked, by the way. Um, What else? I, I, Yeah i i think we should start that so savage of the week award goes to sophie motherfucking brewer yes it does um and i also really liked ruby sophie's mom like ruby had her back even though she didn't agree with what she was doing she's like i'll have your back regardless i don't have to agree with you and i won't tell you what i think about you (laughs) because i'm your mom and i love you but at the same time make better fucking decisions (laughs) and just seeing Sophie have like a genuine reaction for one all was also really um I guess no would I consider that heartwarming no it was just it felt good to see this picture perfect woman break down and what she's allowed to do, right? She's allowed to break down. Her husband was literally murdered. I keep saying, you know what? Also take a cha- a shot. Also take a shot. Whenever I say literally, I feel like such a fucking white girl. I'm such a valley girl. Um, but it's so nice to see this woman that's portrayed as perfect, uh, break down and like have like an outburst have an existential crisis she does that when Ethan finds out that she was cheating on Nick when Pia opens the door and Ethan is standing there and she yells at her mom like mom why didn't you tell me he was out there like you're supposed to be looking out for me and then she does that um where where is where else so just in the memorial oh in the memorial where she throws the water to that other receptionist who mad dogged her that was great I mean Who are we to judge, right? If it comes out that someone cheated on a person, that's none of our business. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors. We don't. So even though it looked like they might have had the picture-perfect marriage and they were happy, we shouldn't make assumptions, You know, social media lies, Uh, the portrayal or like the appearance that you put out to people, that might also be a lie. So at the end of the day, a marriage is between two people and those only those two people know what is happening between them so yes i've been talking for 60 minutes rambling on hopefully this makes sense i'm not gonna re-listen to it i am too tired i'm gonna go shower after this uh so hopefully it sounds good and hopefully it's not too crazy uh i hope but yes we have gotten to the end of our episode Okay, now that I think about it, I think that I'm in the beginning of the episode, I mentioned that it was like Christmas and blah, blah, blah. And at the end of the episode, I mentioned how I'm recording this like the day before uh, posting <laughs> or like publishing this episode. So just remember that I might record like the first part of the episode like weeks before, and then I always do like um, these segments Probably like one or two days before publishing. So just so you know uh, what state I'm in right now. Because you guys are going to be so fucking confused with the timeline. But again, recording a podcast or having a podcast is basically like, uh, what is it called? Um, Traveling, time travel. Because you never know in what period of time I was recording or when I was doing that. So please, please bear with me and uh yes so you already know the drill uh follow us on social media follow me or follow the podcast on social media let me rephrase uh on instagram where that show um f me up f is spelled e f f e d on twitter where that show fucked me up dad is spelled d-a-t and fucked is spelled without a u so f-c-k-e-d Uh, leave the podcast a five-star review, either on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. And once you do that, let me know, and I'll give you a shout-out on the podcast if you want. If you want. If you don't, that's cool, too. But I just want to get the podcast more out there. I want people to listen to me rat like I just did today. Maybe they'll find that entertaining as you are or as you do listening right now. Yes, I'm talking to you right now breaking the sixth wall or whatever (laughs) so subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen um yeah I, i don't i don't know what else to say follow me my personal social media i guess some really cool shits happening in my life um follow my like instagram picture social media which is mariel my name vc underscore 95 so that's where i post my selfies and it give you updates on my dogs and i post memes and shit like that on my other one like my professional one it's Marielle underscore the underscore creative that's where i post updates on like my playwriting my poetry um collaborations yeah so follow me also on my social on my personal social media Dude, I manage so much social media right now. Literally three Instagrams and one, two Twitters. Wow. Maybe I should start. Uh, <laughs> maybe I should manage other shit. Um, but yes. Uh I don't know what else to say. Uh let's just send the episode. Yeah, fuck it. Let's just send it. Remember, be gentle, be kind and don't be an asshole, unless you absolutely have to be. Goodbye!